I am from beyond. Listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. It was a defensive exercise. Yeah, best defense is a good offense. Or is it the other way around? Welcome to Prattle World. I'm your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. Welcome back, guys. This is another edition of Secret Defenders, where I get guests on to defend their underappreciated, overlooked, forgotten gems of films that they love, that we bring to the attention of the mainstream audience. And I have another guest on, and believe it or not, it's a lady. Hey guys. (laughs) Alice Thompson is here to discuss Belleville Rendezvous. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. Is it afternoon? It's the evening. Definitely it is definitely the evening, the evening. Um, but it might be the afternoon when somebody's listening. Well, I'm, I'm appreciating everyone. <laughs> appreciating all the different time zones. Well, we do have a lot of people who listen outside of the UK as well. That's very exciting. People in America, what? in Europe, in what? Korea. What? Yeah, I don't know why, don't know how, but people are listening and downloading in all those crazy places, and we do appreciate the listeners. Um, so, how are you? I'm very good today. I have been in work. It was fine, and but I was very excited to watch the film we watched today. It's been a long, it's been a long love of mine that I've liked Ooh. since I was 13, and that's my phone going off. It's all right. It's all right. Should we just we we'll wait for the phone to stop going off? Is yeah. it, could it be an important call? Are you waiting? No. Somebody? No, no, nobody, nobody important. Who are they? Time to fuck off. Well, <laughs> probably my dad, but it's fine. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't want to tell your dad to fuck off because I would just be rude. Sorry, Dad. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> it's finished. Anyway. It's all right. Sorry. So yeah, if you heard, guys. you heard the mass vibration, it's all right. It, it happens. You know, this is this is live. It, is it live. won't it won't be live, but, but it is live. It's right live now. right now, and we're alive. We're so. living our lives. <laughs> so yeah, so you've been at work all day. I've taken it quite easy today. Mm, I've done very this. very little. I that did a sounds great. Bit of shopping. Uh, bought us a DVD player for. For tonight. Very appreciated DVD player. Yes, because you didn't have one, did you? I didn't have one. I'm trying to remember where my DVDs are. Ooh. I, I have lots, but I honestly don't remember mm. whether they're back, they're I gave them to your, cha- probably yeah. in a charity shop. Yeah, well, maybe you can buy them back. Who I knows? could. So, you... Let's, let's talk about us a bit more. Okay. So, how do we know each other? We know each other from work. From work, yes. I have worked at my work for four years. Dan has been at our Ooh. work. Well, not officially. Officially, it's only about three months. Unofficially, it's since last April. Yes. And me and Dan met through me training him how to do the job. Yes, because I still don't know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does know how to do the job, but... Yeah, I'm not as good. I'm just not as good as you are. It was nice. We talked a lot about films Mm. and the outside world, outside work. Yes, which we go, outside, where is it? What's happening? I won't say who we work for. Yeah, I was going to say, are we going to mention? This this company is very all-encompassing if you want it to be. Yes, yeah, it's a large company. A large retail company. big, big name in the Mm. UK. Yes. And we service some people outside the UK as well, I think, a little bit. Yeah. 
Um, but yes, so uh, if you want to ask me privately what this strange, mysterious... Sounds like some sort of evil corporation, doesn't it? I like, wish it was an evil corporation. <laughs> who knows, maybe if, if some news came to light. Yeah. I don't, I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not you know, uh, what Skynet or Cyberdyne yeah. or any, any of these horrible, you know, evil corporations from films. And also me and Dan went to the Christmas party together. We did, we did, didn't we? Yes. That was... That was our first night out, it I was, believe. It was, it was. It was a lot of fun as well. And right? Dan wore the best suit possible. I did, I did. What did I wear? You wore a Batman suit. <laughs> I did, Was I it did. a Bjerg? Yes. Did you find... I wasn't saying... I wasn't saying I forgot it. I remember No, no, I, I, I was just hoping I got it right. Yeah. I'm, and I'm still getting comments about that now. They're like, Dan, he wore that Batman suit. Bat, someone called me Bat Dan the other day. I was like, no. You know, the podcast has a different name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's a, it, was a, it was a suit that I didn't have to dry clean so that was good true um so, but yeah it looked it looks pretty look pretty snappy actually i have only just gotten my dress cleaned really since when was it december oh yeah it was late uh, mid-december late december early december i can't remember Eighth, december 8th of december was it 8th of december yeah, yeah sound, yes, that seems right yeah um, yeah, so that's how we know each other not know each other that long really no. not not personally but, but we actually live Basically across the road from each other. Yeah, like surprisingly close. Like yes. it's a five, ten minute walk for me to get here, so it's great. I live in a nicely heated flat, whereas Dan <laughs> lives in the tundra. Yeah, pretty much the ice. I mean, the icy vortex, the, the one that's uh, troubling Chicago at the moment. <laughs> Uh, that's where I live. Uh, I have a very uh, my flat's fine. I've had guests there. It's all right. Uh, it's it's not. I, I I downplay how actually how bad it is. You know, it's not that bad. But um, there are very small radiators and a very high ceiling, which yes. is not. No. It takes me about. I have to like leave the heat on for about two hours until it gets to a decent kind of temperature. But I just I snuggle up under the heated blanket. Yes. That's that's my uh, that's my. Or I have a hot shower. Great. So I, I treated Dan <laughs> to some real heating today. And uh, and I'm feeling very warm because we've had a bit of we had a bit of wine. Well, we thought it was wine. We had some port. We had port, yeah, we, we had port. And then we had what we thought was wine, but it turned out to be sherry. It's a very Christmassy vibe, yeah, vibe tonight. It's all all alcohol left over from Christmas, basically. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that kind of fits in with the film that we're going to talk about. Yeah. So, do you want to tell us a little bit about the film that we are so discussing? The film we are discussing was Belleville Rendezvous. Mm-hmm. Um, it was released in 2002, and I believe that was the year that I saw it for the very first time. And it's a French film with no talking so there's no dialogue there's whatsoever. no dialogue yeah. that's the right word to yeah. use. um but lots of music there's no words it's animation mm. and it's a very funny film but with very dark moments in it yeah as well. very yeah this it's very um it's quite anti-disney isn't it it's, yes. it's got that kind of whimsy and that fun mm. and that that fat like all ages kind of um, kind of feel to it, yes. But yet, it, you know, it it does have, like you said, it does have its kind of darker yeah. moments. But but it's also very family friendly. I feel as well. No, I think anyone could watch it of any age. Mm. I don't. I don't think there was any. I mean, there was a naked woman in the beginning. Oh yes, I did forget about that. Yeah, there was one naked woman. So so there's but, bare, bare breasts. But based on a real person, yeah, we yeah. found out. So it, that's actually quite interesting. Yeah, I think there was a lot of historical kind of. Because it's a French film, there's a lot of kind of French elements to it. Yes. Like, um, 
the the main character well technically not the main character but the main one it focuses on the male in the 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 male lead is a it's like a cyclist it's like a young boy who becomes a cyclist and his grandmother um kind of you know ushers him on and trains him, him trains yeah. him and you know and uh, keeps his keeps his momentum going in, yes. in regards to doing this um but yeah it's yeah it's it's a, and, and the, it's very it's got the old school hand drawn. I'd say it was kind of based in the nineteen twenties, though. It was definitely mm. around that era. Oh, you mean the, like the style of animation? The style of animation, but also the the characters and what is happening throughout the mm. film is very kind of, you know, it's not current. It wasn't. No, it's, it, wasn't it seems. Current. Yeah, it seems like, like the start. Yeah, the, there is a bit of like Art Deco style and yeah. kind of that nineteen twenty roaring twenties uh, feel to it. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's, it's and, really interesting. Yeah. And there's this one film that carries on throughout the whole of the movie that is the first song you hear at the beginning, sung by these three women, three flapper women. Yeah, I yeah, they've got the whole, yeah, they're kind of like the flappers. And yeah. that is put throughout the whole film at every situation that's happening, they will come into it and sing that song will be sung by them. Kind it's of kind of like it's it's like the through line throughout yeah, the picture. It exactly. keeps coming back to the but it's quite a catchy tune to, to be fair. Like and I, I, like you were saying, there's no there's no dialogue, um, but visually it's quite easy to follow, isn't yes, it? Yes, not... and you don't. I don't think you need dialogue. I think no? you understand exactly what is happening, and especially. Because the male lead, as a young child, gets a dog, and that dog grows with him, and he is—I'd say—he's one of the main characters in it. The dog, he really. Yeah, he is he actually really thinking about it. He carries the story through with him. Yeah, like, like we even see the dog's dreams, don't we? And yes. how he dreams, and mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, he's very much. It's very fully fleshed out as a as a character. Yeah. Uh, and I think it does. Yeah, it's, it kind of is full, kind of full circle, or. You know, we we see the characters age and go yeah. on and progress mm-hmm. throughout the story. Um, I think that's really important. Really, really nice to kind of see characters age and stuff. Yes. Um. So this the style of animation, it like we were saying, it's kind of anti anti Disney. It has yeah. that kind of, mm-hmm. and I I feel like it is very. It feels like. Do you remember those old Disney movies like Robin Hood or something where yeah. the animation and uh, Jungle Book? It was like drawn. Yeah, hand drawn. Hand drawn animation. I would say that was very. It was like that, but not as um, soft, maybe as no. the Disney films. No, the fe- like the features on the characters are very kind of hardened, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They're very. Um, there's a grotesque kind of beauty. To yeah. the characters and the way they're depicted, the main character has this giant kind of Roman nose. Yeah, it's you know it's almost kind of disturbing how big it is because you can't really. That's like his entire face is his nose. Every time you kind of focus on that main character, it's always from his nose, from the bottom of his nose to the top, and it just keeps on going. Yeah, you kind of you you kind of sit on the tip of his nose but and then look I, up. I also think noses are probably quite a big vision for this film so there is a a mafia yes as a, as a kind of the villain group. of the piece yeah and the villain of the piece has a really bulbous red nose so you're yeah. very aware of that also pimply and it, it looks like he's been drinking a lot throughout yeah. his, you know he's got one of those kind of yeah it's horrible big tomato so i would, I would say noses are very important in this film yeah i mean uh, i guess i mean 
for like there's a lot of kind of depictions of like wine and stuff there's mm. a lot of kind of because obviously you know French love their wine um, so what they're about um, but yeah there's a lot of kind of depictions of um, like people sniffing and, and doing mm. things um, but like the, there's like you I think you brought it up during during when we were watching the film you were saying that the you know the the fat ladies aren't just fat. They're, They're humongous, fat. you know, humongous, mm. large. Like, like I think the first image we see is a is a fat lady, yes, and she's sat on a small gentleman. He's stuck yeah. in her in her bottom, basically. So I think in this film they're really not kind of making things easy for the viewer. No, I don't think they want you to think like, oh, well, this is nice and soft and everything's going to be okay. Mm. Because throughout the film, things continuously get worse and worse and worse. More dangerous, yeah. More dangerous. Yeah. And, yeah. So they're not, they're not, yeah. I think, I think there's, it's, it's kind of speaks to, you know, what beauty is, what mm. we consider beauty to be. Mm-hmm. Like we have these preconceived notions of what we find beautiful and what people would, you know, tradition, like that traditional form of beauty, you know, you know. Um, and I think that's what this film challenges challenges us to kind of view is kind of we're seeing, you know, these lo- like these lovely there's these lovely characters in it. Yeah, they look they look quintessentially not attractive, you know, to the to our, you know, our Western, you know, the or the male gaze. Yeah. Per se, because mm-hmm. they're all most of them are, the most of the main characters are female. Um, you know, they're not quintessentially the standard norm of what we consider attractive. But you love them. You fall in love with these characters, yeah, because they are who they are, not because of their looks. Because that's you know that's just yeah. And I found that really interesting. I did as well. I think the main thing I find I found interesting when I first watched this film, and again watching it this time, is the way that they use noise in this film. So we were watching a part of the film, and there was a frog that had jumped out of frog soup. It was a live frog. <laughs> And he jumped onto train lines yeah. and you heard a train coming and then it cut away mm. to the dog and all you hear is a kind of a plop, a yeah. plop. Kind of like a, it's like a squish or something. And you yeah. know that frog is dead, but yeah. you didn't have to see the frog dying to understand that the frog was dead. Exactly. Basically. I think that was, I think that was really clever. Like I, I burst out laughing because I yeah. think I've got a bit of a dark sense of humour. Um, but it's, it's a lot like, um, like, Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, mm. where you, you know, you think you see the penetration of the knife yeah. during the shower scene, but, but you actually you never do. No, you never you see never that. Do. It's never done. And they're like, no, no, I saw it. I saw it. And they're like, no, no, you didn't, because no. it was never in there. No. But people's imagination is so powerful. Because mm. I think you, were, like, I, I had the exact opposite reaction to you. You were like, oh no, ah. and I was like, ah, ha, 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 yeah. you know. Um, but that's, I mean, the fact that it got two different responses. Yeah. From two different people, mm. but the, in that one moment, I think that's a really good bit of animation there, and it'd be good, no, like definitely. you said, a good use of sound. Yes, no, really good. I'd actually, I feel maybe we should have found this out before, but yeah. who th- did the music? You should know, we have the a look? Soundtrack? I can have a look. Okay. I have, I have a thing here, a device that can, uh, that can give me knowledge from afar. Wow, so, wow. so the music. Let's have a look. The music. The music. Who did the lovely, lovely music? Composer uh, was Benoit Charest. Okay. Don't know if they've done anything else. Should we have a look. Uh, Benoit Charest has also done a lot of films I've never heard of. Oh, okay. I imagine they're all French films. Yeah, mostly mostly known for Belleville Rendezvous. 
So that's probably his most famous work. But I would quite like to know from the listeners what other French films people have seen and yes. watched because we were trying to kind of figure out, figure like out what today, recent what mo- other French films are kind of. I'm actually kind of. This is the third French film I've seen in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. I've seen. I watched uh, a film called Brotherhood of the Wolf. Okay. Um, which is kind of a weird mishmash of, of genres. It's a historical piece, mm-hmm. monster movie, martial art epic. What? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird mishmash. It kind of works and kind of doesn't. I'm kind of a bit in the middle of the road about it. I'm still thinking whether I really, really enjoyed it or not. Mm. Uh, I saw Amelie, which I loved, but I also missed a lot. Of, there's a lot of detail in Amelie, a lot of little kind of minutiae that I missed, but I still love the film. Right. And then I saw this. But yeah, there's not there's not many French films I can think of that I've seen. No. Um, but I would I do want to see more. I do really because I've I've heard so much about French cinema and how mm-hmm. how interesting it is and how you know groundbreaking it was. You know mm. all these and how many French films are remade as well. So right. let's move on yes. to my next question. Mm-hmm. So I have them here. Um, so uh, you were saying uh, when and where did you discover the film? So I I think I was thirteen when I watched this film the first time, and I think it was my mother mm-hmm. who found the film. I think it was there used to be a old cinema near where we lived, and I think they were just showing it at the mm-hmm. cinema, and we went to see it. It was just kind of a random choice. Yeah. You weren't like you weren't like begging your mum to go see it or anything. No, no, no. But I mean, I enjoyed cinema from a very young age to now. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just a, a choice for us to go and watch yeah, it. Yeah, just like a random... I think sometimes that's when you find the, your favourite films is when you're not actually looking for something. You're not necessarily yeah. looking forward to it. It's just like a random... Like I used to pick up DVDs from HMV and just kind of pick out films and just go, give that a go. But, don't don't yeah. like it, I'll return it. The reason why I was talking to this film with Dan is I have a younger brother and my mum said, Alice, what kind of individual films can I get him to watch and this mm. one just popped into my head just like straight away straight away this film and I think one of the main reasons that I loved it so much is because after watching the film I went out and brought the soundtrack really because I, I loved it so much wow so you, yeah. so you own the soundtrack as well yeah oh wow yeah. I didn't know that mm. wow well there you go there you go um I, I have skipped this question but I'm going to go back to it that's fine like how do we describe the plot for this movie? Because it's quite, it's kind of a bit odd. Because yeah. we were trying to figure it out as we were watching it. I think. Could you call it a coming of age? <laughs> a coming of age story. No. Oh, no. I no, don't because think he, because so. he, um, um, I, what I, the, the mo- at the most basic level, I think, the plot is about the kidnapping. Oh really? Yeah. Do you do you think that was that different? For me, it's different. Okay. For me, I, I viewed it as a young child growing up with uh, what we have to assume yeah. is without parents and being brought up by his grandmother mm. with this love of cycling to which he becomes a famous cycler. Yeah. And then things go wrong. Yeah, things, uh, things, that's things, kind of... 
then he does get kidnapped. Yeah, things deteriorate. I think for me, I wouldn't. I wouldn't focus on that point. I no, think there's more to it than that. But you know, you're I think that's when all the action kind of comes into yeah, it. Um, yeah. F- like I, I think it's a good that that part's a good grounding. But I think mm. that's just purely the first part of the movie. Yeah, he's clearly this you know melancholic you know young French mm. boy. Um, you know, he's not happy. His grandmother's trying to, you know... Teach get... him to be a pianist, and he doesn't yeah. want that. Not interested in that. She's trying to make him, you know, distract him from, you know, his sadness. Uh, gets him a dog. <coughs> Quite happy yes. with the dog, yeah. but, but the dog... <laughs> there's a bit where she gets him the dog, and they're like, oh, wow, a dog. And then the next scene is him just sat really sadly looking at the floor, and the dog sat there looking at the floor yeah. with him. So sad it's kind of like... Well. They're just both yeah. sad. Yeah. Uh, and she discovers this kind of... She discovers bits of her newspaper missing, like mm. cut holes, and she's like, "What's going on here?" Um, and then, and then she finds this kind of scrapbook full of all the cycling, cycling sports yeah. announcements and pictures and stuff, mm-hmm. and buys him a bike. And then, but then we, the I think for me, it would have been a coming of age story if we saw the development. Yeah, because you see, you see the scrapbook, and then the next scene is him as an adult cycling with her behind him with her whistle yeah and i think her and that whistle is one of the main things in the storyline she Mm. she has a whistle to train him with yeah but then you see her later on in the film with a broken down car and a man changing the tire (laughs) but she's still i love that bit she's still using her whistle to make him go faster (laughs) and it's just beautiful like this is disabled old woman Mm. just kind of facing the world and making things happen for her. Exactly, like she's she's definitely got the most agency in it. Um, and again, if it was for me, if it was a coming of age story, we would see his development. Yeah, his, no, his cha- I understand. His, his challenges, yeah. him growing mm-hmm. like step by step, but we go... We don't see that. It's kind of like, you know, the story of Jesus who's like, you know, we don't see him grow. He's like, you know, he's born and he's 30 years old. And then you he's know. Jesus. It's kind of like, oh, he's just full grown, but Jesus, you know, full Jesus yeah. mode. You don't see yeah. that kind of progression. No. Um, but I think I think um, I think for me basically the when he's doing it's kind of a Tour de France kind of thing, isn't mm-hmm. it? He's doing a yeah. kind of cycling, and then he gets tired, and he gets kidnapped by the mafia. Yeah. Uh, and Granny is it's her mission to save him. Yes. And she is the best character in the film. For yeah, me. she's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. She has three other women alongside her towards the end that are the women from the song at the beginning. Yeah, so it's kind of set in but the twenties. They've, they've, they've aged. Yeah delightfully but they're all just kind of together these old ladies taking on the mafia yeah it's brilliant it's brilliant you know a fat dog uh you know a a disabled lady's got you know she's got one leg shorter than the other she's got a special boot for herself she's got you know a a lazy eye and you've got these three mad women who are constantly like like it's like they're in stomp or something because everything they're just like they're hitting their teapots trying to make noise and trying to make music and just like yeah like constantly singing yeah. and stuff and eating loads of frogs legs and tad <laughs> boil these tadpoles it's like popcorn tadpoles oh god <laughs> gruesome um, but yes i and and again like where where do you, where in what films do you see you know uh, an elderly disabled woman as the hero of the of the piece but she is from yeah. the beginning from she the get-go really is. you you see her as this kind of a main character she is mm. the the main headline character almost in yeah. this film she definitely and, is you know you i kind of you almost love her from the beginning she wears these glasses that every time she adjusts her eyes swell with the glasses because they're obviously very strong 
strong vision and yeah, it's yeah. just it's just beautiful really it's gorgeous beautiful. It re- it's really it's, it's just kind of a, like a love le- I think it's kind of a love letter to grandmothers of the world yeah. that they've just you know they're strong they're supportive they're loving they're caring they're nurturing uh, but then they can also kick a lot of ass yes. you know when need to because yeah. um, spoilers but towards the end they're being chased down by the mafia yeah and there's a great moment where, where Granny's kind of... We're just calling her Granny. I don't know the character's name, but we'll call her Granny anyway. Mm-hmm. It's probably some French name we'll probably struggle to pronounce anyway. <laughs> um, so, and she's kind of she stands down. The car's hurtling towards her and they're shooting at her with these big guns and everything. And she just stands her ground and she's like, I've had enough of this. Yeah. And then she kind of, in a very cartoony way, um, trips up. Puts her big boot out. Yeah. And trips and, up the cab, the limousine or whatever. And then, yeah, then they fall into the river, but they're also into a boat that they own. Yeah. And, you know, you're everything just explodes, doesn't it? Just and then, <sighs> then that, the, sorry, they have fireworks. <laughs> yeah, just all, all come out of the, yeah, the whole boat explodes and the fireworks yeah. and they just go flying in a very cartoonish manner. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's great. And, uh, you know, there's uh, these, because the, it's the top three cyclists that get kind of kidnapped. Yeah. Uh, and they somehow kind of the power of the cycling manages to get them kind of through a wall and kind of onto the road. Yeah, isn't it? but only two of them survive. Yeah, remember. one of them. That's right. No, is you're right. Killed. So. And and one of the older ladies just jumps on the bike yeah. and starts pedaling as well because yeah. they've got to speed up to get away from these mafia, so, yeah. mafia people. Um, I think I was going to ask you your favourite character was, but I think oh. you might have answered it. But is it the dog though? Okay, let's talk a bit more about the dog then. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, it isn't the dog, but no. it just it is definitely that his grandmother. But I think you know. I mean, the dog. The dog has a lot of character. Yes. But yeah. I, I kind of also think that it's just like it's kind of there for I don't know for the kids or for the entertainment value. Yeah, kind maybe. Of like, um, he's kind of just hungry, or he's just you know he's just. But he's all, he's always hungry. Yeah. He's a very hungry. That's his like main hungry, motivation. Hungry lazy dog. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I, I I do appreciate him like seeing his dreams that are in black and white, which I thought mm. was quite good. That was clever. And he's obviously wants to get back to his owner, his master. Mm. Um, but yeah, I another reason why I don't think it's really about the the main the male lead mm. is because he doesn't. He just kind of seems like when he's older. There's no expression. There's no nothing. He's just, you know, he he's he doesn't change. There's no um, there's no emotional change no. to his face. He's just literally, I'm just gonna cycle like a zombie. But the thing is, though, as much as there isn't any dialogue in the film, at the beginning you see this young child, and he's sad. You can tell that he's sad. Definitely, yeah. At that point, definitely. And yeah. but then you see him then as an adult later on, and. To me, he's still sad. Okay. There, to me, there hasn't been any change in kind of his facial expressions. He's right. very stoic and yeah. very kind of not much has changed to me. Whereas with his grandmother, you can see she doesn't have to talk, but no. you can you can understand what she's going through. True. I, I guess I guess with her, there's there's. I mean, there's, there's still expression with her, but again, with her, there's probably not as much expression as we're making out that there is. Mm. I think, because she wears these big, like, jam jar glasses. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, I, th- I just, I just didn't really, I didn't really jive with his character. Like, I got, okay. like, I definitely got with Granny, I was, like, behind Granny 100% all mm. the time, constantly, like, yes, 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 go, go, go. Yeah. 
But with him, I was just like, oh, why, you know, why is she even bothering? Yeah, <laughs> a little bit, a no, little it's bit. True. But um, but I think that's that's just that's just me. But um, but yeah, I just I just couldn't really relate to him or kind of get behind get behind him. But, I definitely don't think he's a relatable character. No. at all. Because it wasn't even like he was. It was an obsession for him the cycling. It was kind of like he was just doing it. But was he doing it for his grandmother? That's yeah. another question to ask. Mm. I don't know. I think I think there could have been more said or done with his character, either animation wise or story wise, maybe. maybe. But he had a very, you know, a very recognizable face. Oh, definitely, yeah. So... His design was his design was is the mo- one of the most unique designs mm-hmm. I've ever seen in animation. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, I just couldn't I couldn't get with it. Um, so do you? So what are the what are the reasons that you love this movie? Like, I think the reasons why I love this music, uh, music, music, music. You love the music movie <laughs> from two thousand and two to two thousand nineteen is yeah. the fact that every, each and every time I have watched this, it is totally taking me in on a journey, and the fact that there is no dialogue, but I was able to kind of almost create my own dialogue and understand it each and every screen throughout the film what is going on and I just think it's a really beautiful film in the way it's made and the story that it tells. Yeah, I, I have to agree. It's I think I think it was a stroke of genius actually to not um to not put any, you know, dialogue yeah. in it because it's it's universal. Yeah. Every you can watch this in any country on the planet. Yeah, I'll watch it. You can get the story, you can mm-hmm. understand it. Yeah, there's a few bits of kind of French dialogue, but they're, they're totally incidental to the plot. There's n- yeah. They're just like there. I think one of them is like, no money, no hamburger. You know, yes. I think that's one of yeah. them. It's just, it's, they don't even have to say that. It's, it's no, done with you, the animation. You would have known anyway, yeah. And um, I think, uh, I don't know who said it, but I think someone always, someone said something along these lines. I'm probably misquoting but they basically said if if you if you can tell a story with you know with you know images it's like well it's probably a picture paints a thousand words doesn't it it's probably Mm -hmm. that and if you can't tell the story via the visuals alone you know you know what are you doing and what's the point yeah what's the point if it's if it's purely exposition it's purely just dialogue and Mm -hmm. things like that you're not doing what's required um as a creator of, of film i think i agree um, so yeah, so we've been over the. Did we say? Did you say Granny was your favourite character? I, I think I would have to say so. I think so. Yeah. I would definitely, definitely agree with you. I'd, on that I'd one. go out with her for a drink. It, <laughs> it would be great. I reckon she would be quite fun. Yeah. yeah. I think so. I think things would happen, but things would work out in the end. I think. She yeah. would defend you if somebody tried to start a fight with you. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to ask. Uh, do you know anything about the kind of behind the scenes or the making of it at all? I don't actually. No, no there are extras on the DVD that we could have watched. We could have we could have done that. Maybe we should have done more research. Maybe maybe next time. Maybe. Next but time. I also think for people who hear about this film mm. and then go to watch it, I think I think that's great for people to watch it mm. and learn more about it. To be honest, I I, th- I, I, I I mean I came in almost completely blind. You were, like, yeah. I didn't I didn't know any. I I spoke to uh, spoke to Dan Keatis, who's been obviously a guest on the podcast, and he'd said I love it. It's amazing. If I had the DVD, I'd lend it to you. I was like I'm so glad you know you think it's good because yeah. now I've got somebody else mm-hmm. to kind of back that up. So, um, but yeah, I I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was a lot yeah. of fun. 
Um, it's quite, you know, it's a short movie, what, 77 minutes, I yeah, think? Yeah, so. I'd say so. So it's not, it's not too long, it's not too taxing. Again, it's an easy watch. Um, you, could, you could even, you know, put it on and maybe just, you know, Go and go out and do your business, clean the flat or something. It'd still be there, but I would I would sit down and watch it proper first. Yes, before of you before you do that. So the next time, mm. if I need some cleaning done, I'll just come over and put the film on. <laughs> so here's a question. Yes. Um, with the movie, um, so I I'd never heard of it. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people, like a lot of people listening, probably haven't heard of it yeah. either. Uh-huh. Um, so it's kind of this forgotten gem. So why do you why do you think that is? Why is it flown under the radar? Why is it unappreciated? I think it's probably only unappreciated because it's not it's not matching the goals of films nowadays. It's yeah. not one hundred and twenty minutes long. Yeah, it doesn't. It's have, not a it's not a, a universe building film. It doesn't have Chris. Pine or Chris Pratt in it. They do like they do like the Chris's, don't they? They do like the Chris's, and I think it's the fact. I think one of the reasons is because for you to kind of almost understand the film, you need to appreciate the lower characters in it. You need to see them as a real statuesque figure within the film. I just don't, you know, I don't think there are many films that are like that anymore. I no. think maybe there, there, there are some trying to be, but for 2002, to bring out that film... Mm. And Do you think it was a little before its time? I imagine so. I think yeah. if it was to be brought out now, it probably would have a premiere at home cinema and mm. yeah. everyone would go and watch it. But yeah, they'd be like, yeah, it is very, it's very, there's, there is a very uh, art house feel yes, to it. Yes, totally. Um, and I, I really, I've really enjoyed it. I, again, I think we're talking again about our preconceived notions of what beauty is, what attractiveness is, what we expect from a movie. Yeah. So we expect it to have, like you said, like Chris Pratt, handsome Chris Pratt, or a mm. Chris Pratt, Chris Pine, or a Chris Evans, you know, and... I forgot about him. Yeah, he's, he's one of the more attractive of the Chris's. Oh. Um, well, it depends on your taste of, of Chris's. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think, and that's what this cha- this film challenges, and it doesn't it doesn't want us to, like you say, when it wants us to identify with those characters that aren't, you know, the rugged, handsome yeah. men, you know, um, that the you know consistently the heroes in this. This is you know it's an un- unusual film. It's off the beaten track, but it's still a wonderful kind of a wonderful tale of you know persistence and. Yeah endurance and and love you know it's, it's a you know there's yeah. a lot of love she's got yeah. a lot of love for you know yeah, for her grandson fun. if she'll go through all this just to you know just to save him but i think what's also really great is the the male the male character in this film he isn't attractive and no. the other male characters within the film that you would previously have been you know very attractive yeah. they've got very again it's like the same as the female characters, they're mm. very, they're large, beyond large, whereas mm. these men who are cyclists, they've got muscles where mm. muscles shouldn't be. Yeah, it's like he's got, his, his calves are like got buttocks in them. Yeah, they? it's like calf implants all mm. over his body. And there's a scene towards the beginning after he came back from a cycling trip and his grandmother is, if you can imagine an old school lawnmower... <laughs> Yeah. She's massaging his muscles <laughs> with one of them, and it's just you know it's brilliant, really, it's really great. It's it's lovely, and there's so many great like I I I'd, I'd love to see it again because I think I missed mm. 
so many little kind of touches and moments. Um, I know I kind of went quickly through the IMDb, and I know there's a lot of kind of uh, kind of references to history and things that go yeah. on, and mm-hmm. um, but like especially in the nineteen twenties section, I think there's a lot of kind of older performers around that time where okay. they, that they kind of animated and stuff. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it doesn't fit our Western, you know, the American kind of English kind of traditions of what we see as heroic, what we see as beautiful. Um, and I think that might have been to its detriment. And again, if we're talking 2002, aren't we? Yes. Or 2003, wherever mm. this was. Um, we've, got to, we've got to remember things that animation that's popular as well. True. We've got to think about Pixar, Toy Story, mm-hmm. all those sort of Monsters, Inks, probably around that time. Um, you know, those are the ones that were making money. Those are the ones that people were interested in seeing. Yeah. And that's probably why this kind of flew under the radar. But I also think if you, if you think about those films of 2002, the Pixar ones, mm. to me, whenever I think about them, I think of the colours, the, the very bright, yeah. you know, very, vibrant. very bright, vibrant colours. Whereas in, in comparison, this film, obviously there are colours... Mm. They're but mu- that's, muted, aren't they? But that's not the main thing about this animation. It, it's not all about the kind of vivid pinks and vivid yellows. Yeah. It, there are colours, but they are muted. I don't know, maybe to describe to, uh, yeah. the era, I suppose. Yeah, because it, it does seem like that, like the, the, the 1920s is like a black and white mm. TV when it's like that, mm. and then they kind of zoom out. Yeah. Uh, and the palette, the palette is a bit like when I was talking about seeing the French films. I'm, Amelie's a little bit like that. The palette's kind of a these kind of yellows and greens. Mm. Um, I think that's a little bit of this, and it's yeah for me it's it smacks of kind of seventies animation, that kind of scratchy animation yeah. style. You know the Aristocats or Robin Hood or sure. you know all that that kind of hand drawn style, and 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 unfortunately that's like a dead art form now. Mm. Um, Recently, for the new Spider-Man movie, the animated Spider-Man movie, Into the Spider-Verse, um, there's, a, there's a Spider-Man in that who's, um, who's like Porky Pig. Oh, okay. So like Spider-Ham. Peter Porker, that's Spider-Ham. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. It's really funny, really cool. Uh, and it's, it's a nice kind of like throwback to those kind of old Looney Tunes and stuff. Um, and they said, right, we want to do this all hand-drawn. And they went, and all of them turned around and went, we don't know how to do that. Wow. They were like, we have no idea how it was done. We have no idea how to even produce that, start, where to start, where to go. That shocks me. I know, it's scary, isn't it? It's like already in less than a few years, it's become a dead art form because computers and computer animation and CGI has just mm. taken over and it's mm. taken off in such a way. Um, I think the last, one of the last... Disney ones, I think it was um, Princess and the Frog, I think. I think okay. Yeah. Uh, which is actually really good. You should see oh, that. I've one. seen it. Oh, yeah. so good. The music really in it's amazing. Uh, yeah. New Orleans mm. style music. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of tragic. Yeah. In a way, like it's only been I don't know, like since what maybe Toy Story since Toy Story really kicked it all off. Yeah. I think that's why it, why it's happened. Um, but that's. Anyway, let's move on from the sadness. Oh, yes. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, is there anything else you, you want to say about it? Anything you want to add or you recommend about it? I just think if, you, if, you're, if you're sat at home thinking, oh, what films should we watch? Hmm. And everyone's, like, chipping in. Yeah. 
please recommend this to your friends because it just really is the sort of film that can move you in many ways and the fact that it's animation at the same time yeah. is a, another thing that I really appreciate about the film. Yeah. I just think it's. I think it's beautiful. I think it's a really beautiful film. It is. It is a go. It is an absolutely gorgeous film. It's well animated, well put together. Mm. You know, we were laughing like all the way through. Yeah. You know, it's really funny. It's sweet. Yeah, it does have its darker moments, and there are a pair of bare bare breasts at the start. Um, but you keep focusing on those bare breasts. Sorry, there's uh, <laughs> probably reasons. It's probably like deep homegrown reasons why I'm focusing on the breasts. I just kind of a bit shocked when I was like, okay, there's breasts. Mm. Um, but um, but no, I, I think you could show that to kids and they would oh, enjoy gosh, that. Oh yeah, I me think too. they'd get a lot out of that, and and I think it's quite a good kind of, you know, it's an it's an it's not too kind of kid centric, like because adults no. can still enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's a it's a gorgeous kind of, um, just just a gorgeous film. I and just I also really like that it's a universal film. Mm. Anyone can watch it. Exactly. And get something out. Of get it. something out of it. Exactly, and uh, yeah, so I, I couldn't couldn't recommend um, this enough. Um, since you, I think that kind of covers the film. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to kind of discuss because I'm looking to do. Oh yes. Uh, I'm looking to do a new format for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got we got a lot of time. We got a lot of time. Um, so I'm looking to do a new format of the podcast, and I want to look because you are a woman. What? You are a woman, aren't you? Last time <laughs> I checked. Have I assumed your gender? I do apologise. No, no. Yes, I am. <laughs> I am a woman. You are a woman. Just, just for our listeners at home, because yes. they can't see you. Got to, we've got no. to clarify this. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I, I want to, because it, it does like as much as I enjoy it, it, does get a little bit white straight male on this podcast so okay. far. Um, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to branch out and be a bit more diverse and stuff. Um, so I want to do a podcast that focuses on. Uh, female filmmakers, yeah. actors, performers—you know, storylines, characters, things like that. Um, so I'm looking. I'm looking for. I'm looking for a few good women to to help out with that. Great. Um, so do you have any? Do you have any ideas or any anything that maybe we I could look into or could look at? Or would you like? Well, first of all, would you like to? Would you like to be one of the guests? I would love to be one of the guests. hundred percent. I think maybe, I think there are quite a few female directors now. Mm. I think what might be quite interesting, if you have the mm. time and energy to look into, is kind of women behind the scenes. Yes. Like, in the creation of films. Mm. So, script writers mm-hmm. and editors. I think I would, I personally would find that very interesting. Well, you mean, we can both do it. How about the next time we get together, we look at, say... Top five uh, films directed by a woman, directed and written by a woman. Yeah. Would that be cool? And you can you can do yeah. a little bit of research. I'll do a little bit of research. I tell you what, we won't tell each other. Okay. Which ones we've got? Yeah. Because then we can might might have the same one. It might be a yeah. surprise. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go for ones that are maybe not. I'll go in. I'll go a little harder into the research. I'm okay. I go deep. I'll do a deep dive. Deep dive. A deep dive. Um. But yeah, I'll have a look and see what we have because we, like you said, we've got a lot of people, a lot of women's voices that are now yeah. being heard, yeah. more so than ever, mm-hmm. um, on you know issues that, you know, of you know affected women throughout history and you know and and the fact that we're we're getting more 
female voices out there is an amazing thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'll, I'll, you, so we'll do top five. You top do five. top five. I'll top do top. Five, top well, five. Technically, it's a top ten. So so you're getting your free money's worth. Yes. Um, if you're listening. Uh, yeah, we'll do that. So directed and ri- all written, directed or written, or written yeah. or or both. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see what see what we come up with. So I reckon we'll come up with some cool stuff. I do also. So yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Um, before we go, there's oh, another yes. thing I want to do. Um, so I do this with all of my guests. Dan, stop taking your clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm oh, sorry. God. I can't help myself. No. Ah! Jokes. <laughs> jokes, yes, jokes, yes, jokes. yes. Lots well, of that, jokes. It, that would turn into a very different podcast. I mean, surely. Is, it, is there a. Like a sexy podcast? Porn podcast? Well, I mean, there's. there's I know there's um, I know there's a form of. Like. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called, but I know. I know um, Sammy from uh, uh, Jack and the Geek Stalk and Sidetracked by Idiots. That's a podcast that I listen okay. to. Um, they listen as well. Um, so that she says she's. I think it's called A A D R or something like that, or not A D R. Is it the one where people talk very soft? That's exactly it. It's that thing. That's technically tampon. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, is what I hear, and yes. like sometimes it's like they're a plague nurse and they're trying to t- treat you yeah. for the plague, mm-hmm. and they're like everything will be fine. Yeah. You know, and all that, but that's apparently kind of sound porn. I two guess. two friends of mine made a. Fairly successful YouTube channel. Really? That. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, so they were. They were. What were they doing? What kind of things were they doing? So they were doing uh, stories. Uh, so they were direct and film stories. It would be my friend Chris filming and my friend Matthew, who is an actor, mm. doing the voices, and then they would take. They would have people write in. Suggestions. To do suggestions, yeah. Wow. So there you go, guys. So get get stuck into that stuff. Yeah. However, that's not what my podcast no. is about. So I'm going to do the cult film test with you. Oh, great. Um, so I do this with all the all the films that we have mm-hmm. on because um, I'm really into cult films. So I've, I've listed uh, tropes. I've listed 71 tropes. So 71 questions. That's right. But we'll, we'll, bl- we'll blitz through them. Great. Okay, we'll blitz through Let's them. Let's do it. Okay. So, um, so does it feature? Does uh, does a uh, Belleville Rendezvous feature excessive violence? No. Okay. Does it feature buckets of blood? No. Now, I, I want you to keep count of these as well, if you can. So, so if it if it only if it get if only if it gets a yes. Oh, fine. So not nose. Nose is you know. Okay. Um, does it feature gratuitous nudity? No. No. The the bare breasts at the start, yeah, which I keep bringing. No, I, I, it's it's within the performance. Yeah, it's within the yeah. theme. Does it feature over the top acting? It's a hard one, isn't it? Mm. Could you say over the top? Mm. I mean, it's animated, so it's, you could argue, yeah. and there's not much dialogue to show. So I'm I'm gonna say yes because yeah. there is no dialogue. Fair enough. Yeah, I guess yeah. it has to be physically. Yeah. It has to be quite. Mm. Um, some of the like the grimacing. I know the other bikers, the other cyclists. The way, when they ran out of breath, yeah, their faces d- were just all over the it's place. It's like a death mask yeah. or a zombie uh, face or yeah. something. So yeah, so we'll go with yes for that one. Yes. Uh, does it feature a ludicrous premise? No. Does it feature an experienced elder actor? Yes. Okay. Does it feature quotable dialogue? No. no. <laughs> does it feature a martial arts display? No. Does it feature gunplay? 
No. Nah. Well, there are guns. There are guns and firing of the guns. Play. I, I'd, I'd, uh, for this, I'd probably say any use of guns or oh, firing. Right, we'll say guns. yes. So we'll then. say yes for gunplay. Does it feature a professional sport? Yes. Yeah, it does. Cycling. Does it feature body swapping? No. No. Does it feature smart characters making stupid decisions? Mm. No. No? No? Okay. No. Uh, does it feature the non-threatening made threatening? I don't know what that is. So, for example, uh, a horror movie about frogs. Because they're not threatening, are they? Oh, right. Uh, oh. Oh. Mm, I mean... <sighs> I mean, the Mafia are pretty threatening. Yeah, I so, guess so. Uh, so, I guess, I mean, they're an understandably threatening. Yeah, so they're not, so they're not no, I wouldn't yeah, say they're no. non-threatening. No. Uh, does it feature machismo? No. No, definitely not. Does it feature dance choreography? Yeah. Did you say so? Yeah, I think so. The flapping flop at the, the start. Flappers, yeah, the yeah, flappers yeah, at the start. And, yeah. the, and uh, that, the lady, the naked yeah, lady, yeah, yeah, yeah. Has, okay. the, has the dancing. Does it feature a metric ton of drugs? No. Does it feature pseudoscience? No. Does it feature a post-apocalyptic world? <laughs> no. Does it feature sexual fetishes? No. Does it feature a diverse cast? Oh, they're French. <laughs> they're French. That's, that's not, diverse. Well, no. Um, I'm no, not I, I, that, I'd say so. they're most they're mostly white, aren't they? Yeah, most of the protagonists yeah, are white. So, so. no. No. Um, so, does it feature a heist? Uh, yeah, with the uh, kidnap. Yeah. I a heist? Mm, no, I think a heist is like a really planned out kind of robbery. Oh, I think if you like, like, like what a heist film would be, that's yeah. how I kind of consider it. All right, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll say, say no for that. Does it feature a montage? So, would you say the dog's dream was a montage? No, I'd say that was a dream sequence. I think a montage would be several things going on and chopping in between them. You know, like Rocky. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, like, yeah, that's well, loads then, of different bits no. of... No. no. Uh, does it feature Cold War politics? No. Does it feature a grizzled cop? No. Does it feature a conspiracy? Hmm. Mm. So the... Guess... Is the Mafia? Would that be a conspiracy? I mean, the Mafia stealing them to... To do the to bet. the bet the betting yeah. on the cyclists, so you could you know, and she's trying to uncover where they've gone. You could argue it's yeah, a conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, say that's. Should we say it's a conspiracy? Uh, does it feature a resurrection? No. Does it feature an unconventional love story? Now maybe you could. I mean, love, I'd like to say so. I mean, love is you. You could argue, you know, the love between a grandmother yeah. and her son, uh, her grandson. It, you know, that obviously not a non-romantic. That love. is unconventional. And it is the unconventional people, very unconventional yeah. characters. I'm saying yes. Yeah, I'll I'm give you that. Yes I'll give you that. that. Does it feature sports cars? I don't remember seeing any. No. Uh, does it feature little people? The grandmother's quite short. She is quite small, and she has one leg shorter than the she other. Does, yeah. So I'd say yeah. Yeah. Uh, does it feature an animal in a starring role? Yeah. Yeah. Tick. Does Love it... Bruno. Bruno, good old Bruno. Bruno the dog. Because I wasn't sure about this, was I? I thought it was a girl initially, and then there's a big shot of him with it, you know, from behind, and you see the the dog's penis. Yeah. But I was I was questioning about dogs' nipples. I was like, do, do the boys' dogs have the nipples, or they're not? I think they do. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, please write in if uh, you know the answer to the dog with nipple the, question. With the knowledge. <laughs> with the knowledge of dog nipples. Um, uh, does it feature a strong female lead? Yes. Definitely. 
Does it feature noir-like narration? No. No. Does it feature Japanese weaponry? No. Does it feature creepy children? No. Does it feature bullies? No. No. Does it feature Nazi-themed anything? (laughs) No. Does it feature a trending fad at the time? So, like, skateboarding or, you know, BMX. I don't know. Was cycling a fad in the 1920s? No, I I wouldn't call it a fad. I wouldn't call it a fad. Does it feature LGBT content? It doesn't. Does it feature body horror? No. Does it feature an idiot character? Uh, No. Does it feature punk, rock or rap music? No. Does it feature a celebrity cameo? No. Does it feature supernatural powers? No. Does it feature time travel? No. Space travel? No. An exorcism? No. Child protagonists? No. Nerds? No. The military? No. A crazed killer? No. A vigilante? No. Cults? No. Aliens? No. Vampires? No. Zombies? No. Wizards? No. Mythical creatures? No. Mutants? No. Ghosts? No. Robots? No. Demons? No. Witches? No. Kaiju? No. Giant monsters, yeah. if you don't know. Yeah, I uh, didn't. Monsters. No. Apes. No. Samurai. No. Ninjas. No. Gangsters. No. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, see? Yes. See, yes. someone's up yes. paying attention. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, Vincent Price. No. Samuel Jackson. No. And the final question, does it feature Nicolas Cage? Oh, I wish it did, but no. I wish every film featured Nicolas Cage in some part. How many? Eleven. Eleven. So... Unfortunately, that doesn't pass. Oh. Out, out, 11 what out of it, 71. What does it have to be? I think it has to be 50 or over, technically, Shit. doesn't it? I think to. I'm to, sorry, Belleville Rendezvous. You're not to be, a cult film. It's not a cult film. It's not a cult film according to my test, but nobody has mm. passed the test okay. yet, so so don't feel too bad. That's all right. Um, there's, I, there's very few films I think that would pass that test, to be fair. That's true. Um, but yeah, um, I think we've come to the end of this one. How do you feel? That was highly enjoyable. Yeah, that's, yes. that's enough for you. Got nothing else to yeah, say. Got no. nothing else. I don't think I've got anything else no. to say. Um, surprisingly, for once. It was quite a short film. So it was a short film, so know. I guess we've got less to say about yeah. it. Um, but yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. Thank I, you very much no, for. I, can't wait to come back again and Definitely. do this again. Easy, easy stuff. So yeah, I'll do a bit yeah. of research. You do yeah. some research. And, well, it, you might have even seen most of the films, so you might not need to watch them. You might be like, oh, I've seen that. It was oh, amazing. fine. You know, yeah. Who knows? Um, great, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, podcast Bef- people. Podcast people. Podcast people. So, before I go, where can you find this podcast is a good question. You can find it. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. If you type in at the search bar at the top, if you type in at Secret Bores... Um, my page will come up. Then also, I've lost my thing now. Where's it gone? Uh, yes, there it is. Uh, so, yeah, type that in. At Twitter, I'm at Dan underscore Bores. And the podcast itself is Spider Down and the Secret Bores. If you type that into Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, it's all in those. Uh, so, yeah, go and, go and have a go and treat yourself to some free funny and free information. Um, I've been Dan, you've been Alice. I've been Alice. You certainly have. You've yeah. Been, you've been a great guest. Thank you very much. No, thank you. All right, take care, guys, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>